Hi, and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist, and I'm the online editor at The Strad. I'm joined by two sisters on the pod today. Soo Jin and Soo Kyung Hong are the violinist and cellist, respectively, of Trio Combrio Copenhagen. They spoke to me about their fine Italian instruments that they play. Soo Jin, a 1670 Andrea Guarneri violin, and Soo Kyung, a Grand Chino cello from around 1600. You'll hear about how these two instruments, or old fellows in their words, prefer certain climates, as well as what they do to keep their instruments happy. It's not always easy, it seems. Have a listen. Soo Jin and Soo Kyung, welcome to the Strad Podcast. Thank you. It's wonderful to have two sisters and two members of Trio Combrio Copenhagen with me today. And we're going to be talking about your fine Italian instruments Mm -hmm. that you're very lucky to play. (laughs) So first of all, Sujin, you play an Andrea Guarneri violin. What year is your violin? It's from um, 1670. So it's um, an old fellow. Pretty vintage Yeah. Then. And Sukyung, when was your Grand Chino cello made? I actually looked into my cello to check out and it says 16 dot dot. So there is not a precise dated year. Well, 1600s. Oh, I couldn't really read because normally I'm not very interested in the numbers <laughs> and years. <laughs> and I, uh, prior to this interview, I looked it up, but I, I couldn't really find the exact date. <laughs> so, so, okay, 1600s. <laughs> Because what really matters is how it sounds, exactly. how it plays, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, both of them old fellows, as Sujin said. Mm-hmm. Our editor of the Strad was lucky enough to hear you guys play recently at the Chamber Music Festival, for which you provide artistic direction. Mm-hmm. Chamber Music at Lawnsgård. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I've been practicing. Where you were playing as well. So have you been playing these instruments for a long time? Sujin, how long have you been playing this old fellow? Yeah, I have been playing on uh, this uh, Guarneri instrument since 2005. Mm-hmm. And so I, you can say it's quite many years now. And I really feel connected to that instrument. Yeah, for sure. 17 years. 17 years is a long time to get to know someone yeah. and, and to really discover its personality. And Su Kyung, how long have you been playing your cello for? It's uh, nearly 10 years now. And I mm-hmm. know it because I um, have it from a foundation and every five years I have to renew the contract and the second term is ending soon. So, so it's about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I wanted to sort of focus on the geography mm-hmm. of these instruments, because knowing that you guys are based in Denmark, which is geographically very different from northern Italy, from where these fine instruments are made, you know, Cremona, Milan. Do your instruments prefer a particular climate? Sujin, how would you say the Guarneri tends to act? Um, most of the year, it's quite okay. Except winter, it gets very dry because it gets cold up here and very dry air. And of course, there is a lot of heating in the house and then in the concertors. So it sometimes can be a little bit challenging, but of course, it's actually easier to handle with the dryness than humidity, I think. Because then you use this dampy thing, this uh, green oh, yeah. thing, and then the, the snake. <laughs> yeah, and then you pack your instrument when I don't have to play, and I just have to keep the room also a little bit more uh, humid 
condition. How do you do that? Do you use a humidifier or something? Some sometimes it's humidifier and sometimes I just use some、uh, towers <laughs> and then squeeze it and then put on the radiator. Okay, yeah, so that creates a bit of、uh, moisture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a trick from someone that keeping plants、oh. in your room is quite a good thing, especially if you keep plants that like a tropical climate, because then you can mist them and、oh. then they they like the moisture. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe it's something to try. Yeah, <laughs> that's、so. a very good advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how how well tropical plants will do in in Denmark in particular. But who knows? Worth a try. And Sukhan, tell me about your cello. You know, what sort of environment does your cello thrive in? Well, I have to say, my cello thrives not very well in a very dry climate. Especially in Denmark, we don't use air condition. One doesn't use so much、uh, floor heating, so it's kind of more manageable. But when I'm on tour in US, especially like in New York or places where it gets very cold in the winter time, I really feel the instrument screams. Suddenly, the voice kind of. That the instrument uses、uh, loses the voice, or like in Korea where one has floor heating, it's very dangerous. I mean, if you leave the cello on the floor for a while, then it's very bad. And then in summertime, of course, the air condition is a very big enemy. So I try not to use air condition too much. So I better kind of get used to practice sweating a lot than using the air condition. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, playing an instrument. I'm a cellist myself, but I, I definitely know. You know, it's it's a very physical thing.、Mm. So you know, it can feel a little bit like a detox, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, like in Korea, sometimes it can get forty、uh, Celsius, and then、um, the humidity is nearly hundred percent. One gets really sometimes tempted to use the air condition a lot, but then you know, I know the for the instrument, it's kind of killing. So I try to、yeah. really limit the amount of you know how much、uh, air condition I put on. The wood literally gets really dry, and、yeah. it sort of feels brittle under the fingers, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and especially my cello has got very broad、um, wood、um, veins. I don't know what you call it. Oh, grain. Yeah, so it's very sensitive to humidity. So it's a little bit like a sponge; it reacts immediately. And then also, I mean, like my violin maker used to say, the cello, the surface is almost like a washing board. <laughs> it's like very broad、um, between, so you really have to know what to do. And then we know actually each other when the other one is very unhappy about the condition of instruments. <laughs> when、Always. we go to rehearsal, and then when we open the case, and then you almost start to kill the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> And then we know. Okay, it's the time. <laughs> yeah, this mutual understanding. Oh yeah. It sounds like your instruments both prefer to have you know slightly more humidity. You know, neither of them want to be in a dry environment. So,、mm. I mean, at least luckily you're not going to be in a situation where one of your instruments is really really happy and thriving, and the other one is really suffering. Yeah. Right. Like, well. I have to say the most difficult part is when there is a sudden change. I mean that can also happen, like in Denmark, of course. I mean one day it can be completely sunny, and then the other day it can be、uh, rainy and stone. But one of the biggest shocks my cello had was、uh, that we played in Copenhagen in the spring, a Beethoven Triple Concerto, and then uh, we uh, went uh, on the next day to Hawaii. To play a concert,、oh. and I can't imagine the cello was sounding great, you know, with the orchestra and the in Beethoven Triple Concerto. And then the next day we arrived in、uh, Hawaii. I opened the case, and the cello was really sounding very poor. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, then sometimes you have to like say to yourself, okay, give yourself time, and then mm-hmm. wait and see what happens. But I mean, actually, since then I found out that um, you can do something about it. So I um actually now I have a adjustable sound post, which actually for me personally helps a lot. Because you can do a little more tension or less tension uh, according to the climate. And that has been really improving the travel climate shocking experiences. Yeah, I was I was going to ask, you know, what do you do in that situation when you are confronted with a sudden change? Mm. Like, personally, I've, I've not got a, an adjustable soundpost, but I know that that's something that people are starting to do. Mm. But if you don't have an adjustable soundpost, you know, what strategy would you recommend? Yeah. You know, what What would you do? Probably you should be then married to a value maker and travel alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, just, yeah, just do that. Yeah, yeah. Just marry a Luther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't actually like to move around on my violin. So I try to stay calm, actually, and then try to get used to it and also give time the instrument to, to get used because uh, mm. I experience sometimes and I start to change strings, I start to do everything <laughs> what I can do on the instrument, like the bridges and so on. And then somehow when you do it, you have the feeling that it sounds better. But then after some hours, okay, <laughs> it was maybe not that sound I wanted. And then you change again. I realized that it I felt better because it sounded then differently. But actually, I I was not sure if it was better. For now, I think I just let it be. <laughs> yeah, and just, just try and be calm yeah. and just, you know, try and let it settle. I think also, as a violinist, it's always going to sound different under your ear, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. With, with the chin rest, um, than it is going to sound out in the hall. I guess that provides challenges as well. Yeah, it does. I think it's quite incredible that both of you are so lucky to have this opportunity to play such fine instruments. And it's definitely something that I know a lot of people would really strive towards to be able to get their hands on a really fine Italian instrument. Mm. But I've spoken to enough guests who've played instruments like this to know that it's not always smooth sailing. You know, it can present Mm. certain challenges. Mm. So. You know, for both of you, what was the sort of biggest challenge for you when you came across your instrument for the first time? Sujin, do you want to go first? <laughs> I mean, I have never had that kind of instrument before. So it was like uh, you get the like Christmas present and then you, you try. <laughs> and then I think actually, happily, I was really, it fits so well to my playing. And mm-hmm. I had not so many difficulties to fit in. But of course, because it's an old fellow, as I told you, you really have to be gentle. You really have to spend time. And because it's like prima donna, the instrument is not going to give you what you want if you don't give the instrument what it wants. So in that way, it's uh, like both ways that I have learned. And actually, I had the chance to play on Guadagnini, which was in really, really good shape really fine instrument as well but I actually liked this one so much so I, I couldn't really <laughs> shift to the other one so I'm very attached to that instrument I have to say yeah and it's been 17 years now yeah. as, as you mentioned earlier and Su Kyung you know 
what was it like for you? Was it smooth sailing uh, when you became acquainted with your old fellow? Oh, well, not at the first sight. I, I actually have been very uh, lucky that I came to Copenhagen first, actually, to study at the Royal Academy of Music in Copenhagen in the soloist class, which is like concert exam in Germany. And in for these two years, I was kind of um, shocked when I arrived because I didn't know. But then um, the school ha- has an instrument uh, collection. I believe there was have even a Stradivarius violin and then the cello was like Testore and a couple of other ones. And I got like for the first time in my life a very fine Italian instrument, which was um, Testore. And I loved it so much. It has this very warm baritone sound. And, um, you know, I really got addicted to this very fine instrument. And after two years when I was done, I was like very sad to give it back. <laughs> then I came across this Danish private foundation that has a huge uh, instrument collection. And then I could try this uh, Grancino. First, I had to kind of uh, find myself with it because it was very different quality. It was much more bright sound and it's a kind of another voice. And you know, you don't just change your voice. But then in our trio context, it's really fantastic to have this instrument. You as a cellist in a piano trio, you need like kind of very traveling sound and almost like a penetrating sound. Otherwise you get like... um, swallowed up by the piano and the the violin (laughs) always travels so easily also by trying different settings and so on I really found the combination I I love about this cello and now I have to say it just became a part of my voice it's really nice to hear yeah Yeah, I totally hear you there with piano trios you know sitting right Mm. in front of the lid and Mm -hmm. then you've got to be able to provide a sound that can compete yeah (laughs) and add to that yeah well thank you so much uh, both of you for your wonderful answers today thanks again for joining me on the podcast thank you thank you thanks for having us you have just been listening to sujin and su kyung hong from trio combrio copenhagen Keep an eye out for our March issue of The Strad, where you'll read our editor Emma's postcard from the Chamber Music at Lundsgård Festival, of which the trio are artistic directors. There are definitely more letters in that name than I pronounced. Anyway, you're hearing their instruments right now in the Arensky Piano Trio. And don't forget to head to our website, thestrad.com, to check out the latest news, articles, and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students. That's a fantastic deal. And if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days, start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or rating. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye.